0: East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive.
1: And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a beautiful... Monday afternoon, one week out from the big day. Have you got your shopping done? No.
2: Most of it. Neither have I. i <laughs> got some odds and ends to do. Yeah. I didn't really want to talk about shopping.
1: I got the vast majority of it to do, but uh, I, I went out today, and it's, it's just frustrating, man. Nobody ever has the things
2: I, I want. That's because you wait till the last week, and it's already gone. Yeah. I don't think there's probably uh, something to be said for that. I will not be going back to West Town.
1: No, no. Oh lord. No. I didn't have a choice. God, no. I know. Go there until at least a week into the new year if I have to go there at all. Sometimes you just got to go. I had fun at our Dick's remotes, but glad we're not doing those during the season. That would be that would be rough. No, nah, it was it was a very stressful <laughs> situation <on>? over there. <laughs> Oh,
0: man. I can only imagine. Tucker Harlan, how are you, sir? Doing just fine. Uh, got back early this morning. I was at the Titans game. Yeah? Yesterday. Couldn't bring back the win? Uh, they never win when I'm there. Then why well, do you yeah, go? In all three times, I might as well just stop going if they're just yeah. going to keep losing while I'm going. Yeah, that was that
2: was a rough <laughs> scene. I haven't been to one in, what, 15, 16 years? It's been a while.
1: Made it to the third graders christmas party at school today survived that fun times load up you partied yeah oh pff, got got blowed away out there smashed what are they serving at those
2: things these days nothing what there huh? was
1: nothing no it, it was weird like i, I don't Not know the crappy punch it was weird well you know how it is in the school everybody i know right now is sick Really? Yeah, like all my friends, all my friends. Um, it's a circle
2: of sickness closing not, in again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I feel like I, I had a thing like a month, month and a half ago. So I'm hoping that. Well, I was sick. Remember, it was,
2: it was Thanksgiving week. I, I had to take off.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it was shortly after, or before that, or whatever. I had it before Thanksgiving. So, to me, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I should be good. But yeah, I wasn't going to eat there anyway, because of just all the flu and stuff that's in the schools. Sure. But uh, yeah, I got there. They're just like playing games, and like little kid games and stuff. And there were there was no food. So the Christmas, the kid Christmas party game has changed a lot over the years. Hmm. Exactly. So we got a lot to get into. Here this afternoon on it's the program. A
2: huge weekend.
1: As uh, yeah, there's just a, a lot to unpack, man. The the football, the stuff. The the bowl practice is underway. We got a lot of newcomers on campus. The portal is popping.
2: About well, time. I don't. What do you mean about time? We landed almost to the day last year. uh I. We we landed him.
1: He had such a good year. Bear never even, uh, learn his name. It's Colin McCastles. No, it's McCollin Castles, but we won't get too far into the details. Tennessee gets another portal tight end over the weekend as Holden stays from, from Notre Dame commits. And I think that's a fantastic pickup, man. I think he's a dude's an athlete.
2: It's interesting. He's an got athlete. It. He's athletic. Uh, Everybody, if, if you talk to a lot of, if you look at Notre Dame fans on social media, he's their four string tight end. But now I know you've got a couple of people connected that you talked to, one or two maybe that are connected to Notre Dame that were distressed at him leaving. Yeah. So, Notre Dame's uh, they've had a bunch of turnover. They
1: lost their offensive coordinator day.
2: Took there's the a lot job. of places I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it during the show but um tons of tons and tons of uh just turnover tur- turmoil when kiffin running wild <laughs> no they they had um a lot of
1: turnover notre dame did on the assistant and they lost a bunch of receivers and um uh, Holden stays as well, so no, I think I think that's going to be a good pickup. Apparently, he's coming in, so he's going to be around the team a little bit for bull practice. He'll have spring practice to acclimate, and hopefully, he'll be ready to go and right out of the shoots, man. Because I think that he's going to have a chance to kind of be the guy there, depending on how Ethan Davis develops.
2: Well, I'm mean, the the big jump he's got is he's got well, he's played two years. He's got I think he's got three to play two. Um. But he's already practiced he's, – he's already, you know, practiced – knows what to expect out of a college football practice, I guess is what I'm trying to get out here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been around Notre Dame, so, I, you know, they play – He's used to – High-level ball. Yeah,
2: he's, he understands what all goes – because there's a huge jump from high school to college.
1: Then we get Jacoby Thomas, the safety from MTSU. Tennessee was
0: indeed his dream school.
1: How about that? Pretty nice.
2: excited about that. He's a stri- He appears to me to be somewhat of a striker. Okay, got to have a striker, Russ.
1: Well, we need
2: some bodies back there. I mean,
1: like, yeah. If we're losing, it sounds like Wesley Walker's gone, Tank's gone. Those are like the only two safeties we played. Yeah, this year. So we we need some guys back there. You've got John Slaughter, the sophomore who we didn't see much of. Is he related um, to Nico?
2: No, Webster. No.
1: Um he, he, that, yeah,
2: Webster Slaughter is
1: that's about it. Really, is I mean who who else do we have back there? Uh Jordan Thomas, I guess, can play a little bit of safety. He slides over maybe.
0: Yeah, I guess because you got Matthews and Gibson at corner. So it's I mean, thin prob- back there. Probably need some more. Yeah.
2: Well, Let's, we're still going after the kid from uh Oregon State. I thought we got him.
1: No, so there are two. So, Jacoby Thomas is from MTSU. He had committed to Oregon State just to sort of hold a spot, oh, okay. but it sounded like he kind of always knew he was coming to Tennessee. So He, he wanted kinda, to come to Tennessee. Kind of played them, which I guess that's part of the All's game fair now. fair in love and war. Jermon McCoy is a corner from Oregon State who is in the portal who
2: – I'm pretty sure he committed to Florida at lunchtime. Jermon McCoy did? some One of the Oregon State DBs did. I believe
1: McCoy is still out there. If only I had some sort of machine in front of my face that could—I
2: know there's a tell lot me of what
1: I wanted to know.
2: Moving on down the coast, there's a lot of turmoil at uh, USC.
0: Yeah, Jam- Jamal McCoy is still. Yeah, he's still available. You know, he, I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Where the hell did Florida? I think Tennessee
1: picked
2: up a pretty good portal commitment. I
1: think today. Tennessee's in good shape with him, and it also sounds like they're in good shape with Chris Braswell. Or Brazil, yeah, Brazel. That's receiver I from want. Tulane. I've
0: seen a lot of projections for him to come here. Yeah,
1: he he sounds like a a hell of a prospect. So I mean, if if those two pop here in the next, you know, twenty four hours to week, whatever it is, you get McCoy and Brazil. Yeah, man. I mean, if you had told me a week or two ago that you are going to have the number one tight end of the portal, a solid safety prospect, a solid corner prospect and a potential star at wide receiver, and those are your four guys from the portal so far, I think we all would have taken that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You're in in pretty good shape right there all of a sudden. Tennessee also gets a commitment from a junior college defensive lineman, Jamal Wallace, who, I mean, to call him intriguing is – understated
0: yeah that whole story is just mind-boggling to be going from being a small little corner to well he's a the
1: thing i read was he was a 190 pound wide receiver yeah coming out of high school and he's now a 290 pound defensive lineman so he's put on 100 pounds in a year and become a defensive lineman now i don't know if that's good weight i don't all I know is Rodney Garner saw this guy and said, "Yeah, we'll offer him a scholarship." His offer list is not impressive. Uh, won't try and sell that,
2: but
0: Rodney wanted him. Yeah, I think, I think the fan base has Rodney's trust. Yeah, the, he, word
2: I, the, the rumble I heard it was on social media and various places on online was that the reason his offer list wasn't good is that he may have had some great issues. Which, I mean, there's
1: a reason he's in junior college, I suppose. Yeah,
2: which kind of makes me wonder what, what we're going to do. I do have a correction. They did not land a commit uh, as of 14 minutes ago. Uh, Florida lost one of their crown jewels of their 2024 class. Mm.
0: Yeah, to Texas, Ate right? That. Yeah, Xavier,
2: yeah, me. Is from, he related to Carlin? No.
0: I, I think that's Carlin spelled with a dash in the name, so –
2: yeah, it, uh, the fills of me was all hyphenated. This it, and, but who knows? But he flipped from Florida to Texas. Oh come on, man! This kid, okay, he's from McKinney, Texas. So no, he's not related to what was that kid's Twitter handle? DJ Fuzzy Muffin? idea, <laughs> Well, that was Tyler Bird. Oh, uh, it's Tyler Bird. But him and Fills and me came in together, right? They go to the same high school down in South Florida. I don't
1: know. Has it been so long?
2: Be wild that I could pull that out of the
1: yeah. cobweb recesses of my memory. So a lot of coming and going for the Vols, and it also sounds like there's a chance we, we had the tight end Rodriguez, uh-huh, who's committed to Kentucky, who TJ told us there's absolutely no way we would get. Apparently and we're gonna TJ get him.
2: TJ knows somebody that knows <laughs> his parent. We are gonna get him.
1: Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Would I, you I pull say that, that tape.
2: Not yet. You need to before. Find we, it. So we, we do need to go back and find that. I've got it marked in the book. Just we'll talk after the show. Uh, I'm
1: still hot about uh I'm not hot about it. i just oh, a, they're, they're, I
2: can't even remember
1: the coach's name, that dummy. Vince Miro, their tight ends coach, started popping off on Twitter about Dingle. And we got the guy we wanted. We wanted Stays over Dingle. Stays the higher rated tight end prospect in the portal. We got him. We weren't going to take them both. And so Dingo goes back to UK, and Vince Merrow is popping off on Twitter talking about <laughs> – he, he told – Dingo told him on Wednesday last week he was coming back as he just came on a visit down here to waste everybody's time and, and troll Tennessee even though we – generally beat the crap out of Kentucky every time we see them and we're not coached by a complete moron.
0: It's even, but, it's even funnier now that he's done the troll, And then now they, they landed the higher commit. Maybe,
1: maybe that's why we're going to take Rodriguez is just to teach <laughs> Vince Miro a lesson. It's like, look, dude, if we want your tight end, we'll take your tight end. We, we don't want Dingleberry. We But we're going to take Rodriguez just to teach you a lesson. Keep our name out your mouth. Just show up and take your ass whooping next year in kneeling, and we won't have any more problems, okay? Stop popping off, dude. Funny. He's funny. Funny looking. He's deluded. Anything interesting from citrus bowl practice through two days, Tucker?
0: Well, I know Keenan Peely has said that it was a no-brainer for him to come back for this next season. So, it's been fairly quiet. No rumblings on Milton. I would imagine if Milton is not going to play in the bowl he would have made that decision already.
1: Yes, I think that's safe to assume.
0: Yeah. So
1: So the this this bowl game has all the excitement of moldy sandwich bread. <laughs> I guess going into it. Maybe 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 it'll pick up a little bit next week. I don't know just as of today i don't detect a lot of no, entertainment value no
0: not not much going on there and if there is i mean it will be some weird controversy that gets started on twitter about some iowa player i don't know it has to just get weird on on social media for us to really get excited about this thing well, i feel like let's get weird i'd
1: rather be
2: excited than not excited make it weird
0: yeah we'll we'll
2: have to find someone to do that you can't make it weird You'd be the first person sitting in in that chair that couldn't make it weird for us. I mean, I I don't have much
1: control over the Citrus Bowl narrative. I wish I did. I would make it weird if I could.
2: I was talking to Tucker.
1: I think he has even less control over the narrative. But I'm sure if it happens, he'll let us know.
0: Yeah, I I did go looking through some, uh, I guess, some of the previous matchups between Tennessee and Iowa. And I realized in the 87 game that Mark Stoops, a young Mark Stoops, was playing for Iowa between. We played him in 87? Yeah. In the season opener. Hall of Fame Bowl. Yeah. In New Jersey. Yeah. The Meadowlands.
2: I thought that was like, it was 83 or something. Nope. That was.
0: Somebody had
1: the long return. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Can't remember their name. Miller, maybe. Darren Miller. Darren Miller, maybe, yeah.
1: There's
0: Reggie Cobb's coming out party. I know that. He was so good.
1: Chip Kelly has thoughts on the future of college football. We will break that down. Plus, Tennessee basketball. Vols win a big one Saturday night in San Antonio for some reason. We'll talk about that when we continue. Your Rocky Top Report brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. White Claw delivers a Drive continues, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online, fanrunradio.com and your free Fan Run app. Variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. We get things rolling here. Let's get a quick Rocky Top Report. It's brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. It's time for the Rocky Top Report, brought to you by the Kregner Group. Balls move up four spots in the AP basketball top 25, up three spots in the coaches' poll. Tennessee now eighth in the AP poll, marking its 45th straight week in the top 25 and 18th. It's 18th time in the top 10 during that stretch. Volunteers are also now seventh nationally in the coaches' poll, their highest such mark of the season. So, Tennessee solidly in the top ten after they took down NC State 79-70 to in the Basketball Hall of Fame Series in San Antonio over the weekend. Big game for Josiah Jordan-James, 23 points. Ziegler with 20. To help pace the balls, who would you guess? I know I'm not a huge fan of the plus-minus as a number, but some people are. Who would you guess led the Volunteers in the plus-minus? Bear?
2: Mm, Mmm. Meshack.
0: Tucker. That's what I was going to say. It's usually always the answer.
1: Meshack was tied with two others for second. He was really yeah. Plus eleven. Was it Tobey Awaka? Tobey Awaka plus twelve for the balls. How about that?
2: It's pretty yeah. good. you know, uh, he's like brought a. I didn't think he could after as physical as he looked last year. But he, he's brought a uh, a whole new level of physicality.
0: Yeah. And I, he really slammed the door shut in that game the other night too. Because oh, you he know, had a
2: he had a move in in not this game, but the game before the NC State game that was. Uh, it, was, it was truly yeah. a thing of beauty. Bill Lambeer was somewhere shedding a tear. Well,
0: because Burns was kind of doing whatever he wanted to with Adu there for a bit. Now, obviously, Adu was under the weather, but Awaka got in there in, like, the final five minutes and just really put on the clamps on defense, and I think that really sealed the victory for Tennessee.
1: Tennessee returns home Thursday to play John Tarleton State. That's fun. Can be right down the street here? Yeah. They had to play that on the road, out there on the asphalt. Six thirty PM tip Thursday. What time will you have to leave to get to that one, Tucker?
0: Five something. Five something. Six thirty PM. I tip. figured
2: you'd just go ahead and miss the show. <laughs> Thursday? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's so weird that that's a Thursday too. It's, it's very even bizarre. weirder
2: is that you have to leave an hour and a half for a ten minute drive. This is
0: kind of weird time. You
2: aren't going to Chattanooga, buddy. It's the Rocky Top Report brought to you
1: by the Kregner Group. If you've got real estate questions, Bo Kregner's got real estate answers. He's online at bonoshouses.com He wants you to get it listed get it sold and move on bo kregner and the kregner group give him a call for a free consultation 865-742-1035 is his phone number and again his website bonosehouses.com tell them you heard about it on fan run radio as so we get set to go to the busy busy phone lines on this monday afternoon edition of the show like in the new
0: tv behind us yeah i was quite shocked to see that i saw that um they had it on in the Blitz earlier this yeah. morning. So Is was it like- on
2: the same – like, there was some concern. Like, I stopped young Charlie Collier from uh, doing this a couple of months ago, putting it up, mainly because he, he had no tools, and he had no clue what he was doing. That's what she said. So, it looks great, though.
1: Yeah, looks fine to me
0: nobody knocked what, I'm still not really sure what happened to it to begin I, with I believe something happened in overtime and they heard like some kind of pop and it just didn't work didn't My son,
1: my son cracked one when he was about two years old just Ooh. whacked it with I, I think remember, I remember that he whacked it with and he killed my TV I think I can go
2: back in one of our group texts and he killed my TV went up and just cracked it remember the the, the text we got if I'm thinking of the night or think thinking of the incident. It was, I wasn't uh, happy. No, I wouldn't have been either. No, very disappointed. You may have <laughs> actually upset. offered him up to uh, any takers.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, got a couple nice offers on the dark web, but wife, love my baby. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> Could have fetched a hefty sum. I tell you,
2: I can't remember how he did it,
1: Phil. Is and they whacked it with something? It Was, was it some kind of ball stick bat? or bat or something. Yeah, he just screwing it. around. He just uh, went up and smashed it. Smashed. What's up, Phil? What's up, David? Hey, Philly. How you burn, uh, Tucker? Doing? Uh Doing good. Just going down memory lane a little bit, talking about the good old days, reminiscing.
3: Yeah, I've been a lot of good old days in the past. Just you we're know, getting the hard days of uh, reality now. You know. I don't know. I mean,
1: we're in the Citrus Bowl. The Nico era is just around the corner. We're in the top 10 in basketball, 45 consecutive rankings. Baseball's been to Omaha two of the last three years. I'd say the presence pretty good yeah. from
3: a sports perspective. I guess it could be worse, couldn't it? Sure. Did Tucker Grover talk to Hopper today?
0: I didn't today. I was uh, busy driving back from Nashville.
3: Well, I thought you had priorities Uh to talk to Hopper.
0: Hmm.
1: man ask your question tucker uh, yeah. i would appreciate you dismissing him with a
0: mm. answer look at me i well You're phil i was driving back from nashville i did, didn't have the takes it takes, him, it takes him
1: two hours to drive 10 minutes over to the basketball game and a drive i make all the time there and back <laughs> in a day he, he can't. Uh, that game was over at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the afternoon, and he doesn't get back until like an
3: hour
0: ago, Phil. I have friends, you know. <laughs> well, I have I friends, guess it you know. wouldn't
3: matter if he went anyway. He wouldn't answer the questions, so I guess it's probably a good thing, you know, you national, you know. You know? Oh,
1: Doug dodging and what? weaving. Are you trying out to be like Heupel's press
3: secretary or something? Well, I out there watching the Oilers yesterday.
0: Yeah, I was. Well, that was brutal football, wasn't it? Oh, it was really brutal, really brutal.
1: I'm ready to watch Iowa now. After yeah. that, yeah, oh yeah,
3: yeah. They're they're the Iowa uh, version of uh, the, the NFL, aren't they? The Cottons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like your tone, Phil. Pretty cool, you know. I don't like your tone.
3: Well, let's talk a little bit about Tennessee basketball, since that's what y'all are talking about. Whenever I tuned in, uh, say you were eighth in one pole, and what's the other?
0: seventh seventh of the coaches wow i mean they got a good team
3: i don't know how we're i don't think we're that good but maybe we are i don't know um i mean i think they're pretty good you know three
1: losses were all single digit games <laughs> against teams that are i don't know if care where carolina's at now after losing to kentucky but Purdue just beat number one. I mean, they're obviously one of the two or three best teams in college basketball. I think Kansas is right there, and you lost close games to them. So, yeah, I mean, the the thing that I like about Saturday is Connect isn't playing well. Now, he, he's yeah. obviously off his game. Awakus, or, a, I'm sorry, Adu is sick. And they're not playing your best, and yet they were able to kind of – it's like, okay, we'll, we'll just sit um, – Connect down and go with Mayshack in that's why just lock you up. So yeah. they're shown they've shown an ability to win in different ways, which I think is is key.
3: Well, the one constant I've noticed if if Triple J plays good, Tennessee is is won every game. Every game that Triple J is just you know barely showed up, they've got beat. Mm-hmm. You notice that?
1: I haven't, but. I mean it makes sense. I mean he plays so many minutes and he is kind of a clue guy out there. Yeah, I mean when 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 he's stretching the floor and he made five threes the other night, when when he's doing that, it just opens everything else up for everybody else. So yeah, I thought he had a great game.
3: Now the key is getting for scobby where he's having double figures again. Good lord. I mean it's a struggle right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one small spurt in the second half, but outside of that, he just wasn't too super involved. I
2: didn't think they looked as good, as much. Um, you know, connect obviously had a bad night with Jonas. They just didn't. Things just didn't look right offensively. As weird as that is to say, as crazy as that sounds.
3: I know we scored 79 points. It didn't look that good. You're kind of right, Bear.
1: Well, there's several times we got up by 10 or 11, and you're thinking, okay, man, let's put these guys away and run them. And I agree with what Davey Hudson said Saturday night on Voluntary Reaction, where if Connect, if they just sat him, if he wasn't playing, I kind of feel like Tennessee would have won that game by about 20 points. But – Obviously, he's one of your better players, so I understand why you're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. But I kind of feel like if they had just gone with Mayschak from the beginning and just leaned into it
2: defensively,
1: I feel like they would have smothered them.
2: Am I crazy for thinking Mayschak deserves maybe not deserves, but ought to be playing more minutes? Well, he played 26 minutes the other yeah, day. playing more minutes now, a little
3: yeah. bit, but he needs to be taking some of Gainey's minutes and probably taking some of, a little bit of connect's connect going to have to. It all depends how people guard Connect. You got to make them pay if they're going to shut Connect down. Somebody else is going to make them pay, and that's how we beat North Carolina State.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to find other ways to impact the game offensively. It seems like so many times we just bring it up and like try and isolate him, and you know they they just suck him into a trap. It seems like, and once once he gets into traffic, he's he's not very good. So
2: he's not. A super elite ball handler. That's the one thing about him I've noticed. But
1: Yeah, so hopefully he can figure out
3: a way to combat that. But it's a good – And
2: Sugar played 38 minutes. Uh,
3: that's yeah. way too many. I I don't care if he's 100%. Well, he won't be 100% and keeps doing that every uh, game because how'd he get hurt last year? playing too many minutes.
1: It is a lot of minutes. Surprising. Mm. <laughs> Actually,
3: 39. I mean, but...
1: son that. I mean, nobody else plays over 30 minutes, and he goes for 38 coming off ACL. Is that what the official yeah. one was? 38-34.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: I was, well, let's talk what's 30 seconds
3: off friends? here. Uh, I mean, it looks bad when Lane Kiffin comes to your backyard and takes players. I don't care if we didn't have the money or whatever the excuse is. I mean, good Lord, I mean. The optics, you think everybody, anybody would go down Tuscaloosa, Alabama and get a high school player out of there that Alabama didn't want to pay enough for?
1: Probably not. You talk about – now, are we talking about um, Nolan or Barron?
3: I'm talking about Barron. I mean, Nolan, I mean, I think Nolan's a head case anyway, so I'm not really worried, that worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm with I mean, you. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm.
2: I'm not. I, I hate losing, Barron. I mean, Nolan may blow up down there, Phil, but I, I guarantee. I, I bet you'll agree with this. There will be some point, probably in one of their bigger games next year. where he will go down like he's been shot with an elephant gun.
3: Yeah, he'll lay down the field like yeah. he did here. Yeah. Hey guys,
1: I got a question. While I've got the two of you on here, what's this I hear? Well, I've got the Ultra Boys together. About this major shakeup over at the Butch Bowl
2: this afternoon. Steve Matthews has left. He's taking the head coaching job at Concord Christian School. Taking over for Jay Graham? Was Jay the head head coach out there? I believe so. He was
0: supposed to be. I heard they hadn't played a varsity game yet, but uh, he was on track to be that guy.
2: So Matthews
3: is going to build a whole new program down there at this school. Is that what it like? Basically, they, had a JV team. Problem, they
2: got it like a JV
1: squad. Huh. Who takes over at the Butch Bowl? It's the same guy who's been the oh, head coach. Good. But wasn't he that's just good? like a figurehead and Steve Matthews was really
2: calling the shots? That's what Steve wanted everybody to believe.
3: Well, I mean, Cavaliers and the big boy leg but don't have a coach. It's uh, sort of comical in a way. Uh,
1: It's hard. I, I can't. Hang on. I just can't. Re- I can't um, empathize. Can't relate. Sorry. back back to defending. I know you
3: that Krimi league. You're in. Uh, what? Uh, when's the last time y'all seen a player to Tennessee? Huh? West. Never. What? Even, oh, never. Bye. What?
1: <laughs> defending, two-time defending back-to-back state champion talking here, Phil. Little respect. Please. You've been referred
2: to as the Georgia uh, Little respect, Knoxville please. of the KIL. Y'all don't care anything about basketball as long as you win in football.
1: I mean, two-time defending state champion.
2: A little respect, please. Hard times over at the Butch Bowl. Be hard times until we decide to go grab Lamar Brown from over here at 3,300. That'd burn your biscuits, wouldn't it? We'll just go get George Quarles. Word on the street is he's heading to the mid-state. Yeah, Austin P. He'd come back to take over the real Rebels. I don't think he wants anything to do with high school football anymore. Well, it's uh, pretty
1: stunning. When, uh, so, who is the coach at Catholic these days? I cannot – for the life of me, I cannot recall his name. And you call yourself a Catholic fan. Yeah. You call yourself a supporter of your high school alma mater.
2: Sure do. <sighs> I know a couple of the players, name. we got the – uh, speaking of Catholic, yeah. Three star Harmon kid. Braylon Harmon. Going to be a
1: preferred walk on at Tennessee. Yeah. It's good. we pick up for Jack Jancic. Got to have one. To hand the baton off. Braylon Harmon, ready to tear up a sp- orange and white game. He will look like the second coming of Julian Edelman in that spring game. You have like nine catches for 150 yards, yeah, three touchdowns.
2: I do know that. I mean, the only thing yeah. I've heard about the kid is he's got like Velcro for hands.
1: And so. I'll have to take calls from Phil and the rest of the altar boys. Oh, hey,
0: this guy can help us. He's, he's going to play. I, I mean, I, I know a football player when I see him. The connection between Davy Shuler and Braylon Harmon will be a sight to see. Shuler to Harmon. <sighs> <clears throat>
1: My heart skips a beat just thinking about it. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200. If you want to chime in, uh, the Titans. Not good. Blowing a 13-point lead to the Texans yesterday. Will Levis gets hurt. We will talk about it. Your thoughts as the NFL playoffs... Just around the corner, three more games. It's coming, man. Stay with us. The drive continues. More of your phone calls coming up. The The Drive. drive. Fan Run Radio. The drive continues on a Monday, Monday, Monday afternoon edition of the show. One week to go till the big day counting it down everybody's got their Christmas sweaters on got their hot cocoa the stockings are up trying to set the mood for you
2: here this afternoon ladies and gentlemen I do have a I have a bit of breaking news oh dear
1: do we need to go to the desk oh yeah all right this better be
2: good I will be discussing it in detail later on in the week, but in a shocking turn of events, put Christmas back on the list of awesome awesome things I hate. It came off Friday. It's back on Monday. How's this? Do what? No. I want it back on. Oh, it's back on? Yeah. Oh, Lord. What happened to make you do this? We'll we'll talk about it in depth on Friday. Okay. A little teaser there for you out in radio land. What could have happened
1: that's so bad that it taints your perception of an entire holiday that brings joy and happiness to, like, 99% of went, human
2: beings? I went to Westtown Mall for three hours on Sunday.
1: Well, whose fault is that?
2: Or on Saturday. Yeah, we just talked about this, like, 10 minutes ago in the
1: first segment. Wait, wait, what? It's not Christmas's fault that you decided to go to the mall during the christmas season what did you think was going to happen you're just going to roll right on in there park near the front stroll in oh, leisurely yeah walk into your store wherever you're going with somebody to help you and
2: just make your purchase and just stroll on out of there you thought that's how it was going to go well, i was i was looking for christmas cheer and everybody out and about bustling with their families getting your picture taken with santa spreading christmas well, cheer that's a tough scene Singing loud
1: for all to hear. You ever been in that line, Tucker? Mall Santa? As as a child?
2: I'm wait, not sure I ever did a mall Santa. Wait till Santa. you go with your kids. Oh, you did a mall. You never Santa. went to Don't a mall Santa? make me a church get in Santa, touch with a your mall parents.
0: Santa. Never did a mall Santa. Church Santa. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, they had a Santa at, at church for us. So, really? Yeah, made made things easier that Don't way. Don't make
2: us call your parents. I'll have a I'll have a photograph of you being like three on Santa's lap. at... The, the Nashville mall screaming your eyes.
0: You That's know, crying just not true. I, I never visited a mall since I can confirm that.
1: That's tough, man. Boy. You're sitting there with the kids. They're all fired up. And you're just sitting there watching that line inch slowly, slow. We were supposed to be there at an appointment to see Santa at 2.30, it's 2.45, no end in sight. You've been standing there 15 minutes early because your wife told you you wanted to get there early, didn't want to miss the chance, now you've been there for half an hour, and it's looking like there's another half hour to go. Straight out of a Christmas story.
2: Yeah. My kid brother asked, uh, it was the uh, Santa at Macy's in New York City, how he could be at all these different malls at the same time. He was being What did he say? I can't remember. I just remember.
1: (laughs) They always told me he was a helper. He he had helpers. Which, I mean, we all need a little help, right? We sure do. Each and every day. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. Let's hear from Chip Kelly. The head coach at UCLA was asked about the problems that we're seeing in the world of college football in the portal, with NIL, in recruiting, all that good stuff, and Chip's got thoughts. He didn't give you just some sort of off-the-cuff answer. He's obviously been thinking about this a bunch. Listen to Chip Kelly's formula for college football success, and you tell me what you think. Is he on to something? or not?
4: I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. And I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they are say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference, that's in the power five, and you can have a 64 team conference in the group of five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven game schedule, you can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this,
2: <laughs> not that
4: I've a lot of spent of time on this, but I think if you went together collectively as a group, and said so there's 132 teams and we all share in the same te- we all share the same TV contract, so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sunbelt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five. You can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it.
1: So a lot there from Chip Kelly.
4: Yeah, and I agree with
2: virtually everything he said.
1: I think he's got some good ideas. I am not about this one conference business. I, I don't think that I mean uh,
2: what what I, when he says that to me, I'm thinking they're gonna set it basically be like the NFL. You'll have regional div you know, conferences, divisions, but then you'll play you know, you have a commissioner and then the the scheduling committee and you do it just like the NFL does. Okay, so he also said he uh one one
1: one conference, hundred and thirty two yeah, teams no. And you're going to split split it by divisions, or you know maybe you keep the SEC or something in there. But then he also said you're going to have one TV contract for the whole thing. So how does that work? That would we've got Vanderbilt already getting their slice of the SEC's pie. Now we're going to have TCU getting their slice of the SEC pie as well. And maybe they should. I I don't know. Maybe it should be more like the NFL. Maybe that would lead lead to greater parity. I don't know. Maybe I don't have all the answers, but I do think that that's a pretty radical departure from the current system. I feel like that's probably years down the road if we ever are to get to the place that chip Kelly is describing right now. But I mean, we've already expanded the sec so far out that we are losing touch with a lot of these rivalries that have been in some case yearly rivalries, but Yeah, but some
2: are coming back.
1: Some are coming back, but uh, not terribly often. I can't help but imagine that if Chip Kelly has his way in this this proposal that you're going to see those rivalries diluted even more. He's talking about preserving UCLA versus Arizona and and Oregon State and stuff like that, and and that's fine because – for them, it's going away completely. But we're not to that point yet in the in the SEC. We might have the Georgia series, for instance. That that's not going to be an every year thing from now on. But it'll still but be a rivalry. Is yeah. Well, is it if it if it goes from once every year to once every two years to once every four years? You know, who knows how what the frequency would be under this plan? Is
2: it still a rivalry at that point? I think so. Now, the one thing I, I wholeheartedly agree with him on. And in, no in matter, you could still do it. the best point he made was that Notre Dame's independent in football. They're affiliated with the conference and every other sport. I, that was the biggest mistake they made throughout. The, with the, and, again, it, it's something that could have been done at the beginning, split football off from everything else. Mm. Because he's right. He's, he's dead right. UCLA should not be uh, – the softball team should not be flying – all the way across the country to New Jersey to play Rutgers in softball. And they're going to at some point because they're in the Big Ten now. I like
1: his uh, idea of branding the conferences. <laughs> I I love it when people who aren't in business and, and sales and advertising want to have the ideas of business and that that's what we want we, we don't want to play in the sec anymore we want to play in the amazon division down here that, that's going to go over well with college football fans but i do wonder also how the folks at the big 10 think of this like they're just getting ucla in just getting usc washington and oregon in and getting ready for this bold new world that they're entering, and now they've got one of the coaches who's struggling, by the way. A lot of people thought Chip Kelly might get fired this past year, giving his two cents about how the college football universe should operate in the future. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what becomes of it but um will chip kelly even be around to
0: yeah i I can't imagine he makes it much longer out there with all the guys hitting the portal and you know you'd presume it's going to get tougher with him just having to play the ohio states michigans of the world here in the next couple of seasons yeah well
1: interesting comments from the chipper boy we we wanted him badly, didn't we?
0: He was Once interested upon a time. Yeah, That was, what, 2017? Yeah. He was interested.
1: Do you think he would have done better here or at Florida than he's done out there?
0: It, it seems like he's lost his fastball ever since he went to the NFL. Does. It's like, a
2: place it's really hard. I feel like UCLA's not the easiest place to recruit to. He was so innovative, too, at Oregon. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah.
0: I mean, you, you look at that offense in 2010, it was just so ahead of its time, but it's just not the case anymore. Everybody else has kind of figured it out. They've adapted that strategy into their offense, so it just doesn't work like it used to.
1: We had it for a year, man. 2022,
2: we were the Oregon. It was fun. And we're blistering people. I think we can get back there again. It's all about the quarterback. Did Oregon did run – it's best offense when
1: they had a Polynesian dude at quarterback. Just saying.
2: Just saying. That's right. I always forget. I don't know why, but I always forget he went to Oregon. Yeah. Marioto.
1: Marcus Mariota. Is he with Philly right now? He is he's, with Philly. He's their backup.
2: He might play tonight. Yeah, Jalen's bad sick. He's got, he's got the funk right now, apparently. Is that what he's got? Yeah, they flew him separately.
1: I'd like to thank Tyreek Hill for waiting until the fantasy playoffs to get injured and miss a game. Appreciate that, bud.
2: Uh, Also, when I'm in a consolation game, James Cook, uh, Buffalo finally decided to give him more than eight touches, and you look and see what happens.
0: Interestingly enough, I have Tyreek Hill in a league where I'm in the playoffs, and I had to (laughs) – Y'all are going to laugh at this. I had to put in Jalen Hyatt for him, and he did absolutely nothing. I still have 145 points, and I'm going to advance to the next round. But, yes, Tyreek. You Hill. got
2: lucky, dude. Miller just didn't even set his damn lineup for the station. Yeah.
1: I was in two two playoff games over the weekend, got blitzed in one, and uh, thanks to Jake Miller not setting his lineup, looks like I'm going to survive the other one.
2: Who do you face this week? I believe I'll be facing Big Cody McClure. And the semis. This team's got some issues right now. Stroud's in concussion protocol. I mean, we're,
1: we're towards the end of the year. Everybody's got their issues. Everybody's struggling. Everybody's got injuries. It's toughness. It's toughness that you've got to find. you got to dig deep at times like this. That's you think what it's the weird Kegger that Flory's I continue doing. to
2: pick up, make
1: moves? Yes. Stay with us. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio, hour number two, coming up.
2: Drive. Hey, FanRun listeners.